Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jewish Executive Leadership Speaker Series and the Schmooze powered by JGSI. My name is Maddie Demchik, and today we are joined by Ron Khan, Managing Director of Lincoln International. Welcome, Ron, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and how you got to where you are today, and then your current role. Um, I am a New Yorker, as you might be able to tell from the accent. I actually live in Chicago now, but I go back to New York every week for work, so I guess to keep up the accent. Um, I have a very unconventional background. Um, I graduated from the University of Chicago, excuse me, the University of Cincinnati. I wish it was Chicago. University of Cincinnati, um, quite a number of years ago with a degree in psychology because I was going to save the world and had no idea what I was going to get into business. But when I did graduate, um, it was like, wow, what am I going to do with a degree in psychology? Not very much. Interestingly, um, and, I, and I won't take too much time on this, um, my first job was with Ford Motor Company in Cincinnati, which was, believe it or not, training liberal arts majors to be accountants because they thought that they could teach accounting better than anybody else. So um, I did that and realized that I was really good at numbers, really good at accounting. Um, after that, I went to... Um, KPMG, did a stint with them for a while, and then discovered investment banking um, and fell in love with it. And I've actually been with Lincoln for 20, I think it's 23 years now, um, to watch the firm grow from when I started 18 people to right around 850. A great story and path, and I think it tells a lot to our students about you know, maybe the first thing you major in and the first and, thing you do, it can always change. And that's an important thing. Although, although I will say it's a lot harder today not to be on a path of going to the right school. And um, it, it was easier then. <laughs> Definitely um, was. So today in your current role at Lincoln, what is it that you do in your day to day? Obviously, I assume it looks different. But can you walk us through, you know, what a normal day looks like and what some of those responsibilities entail? Um, so I sit on the firm's global executive committee. Um, I run the valuations group and I have some um, oversight of the debt advisory group, which is another group that I started within Lincoln. So my role today has a lot more managerial responsibilities than I ever thought um, I wanted, um, but but what Lincoln Lincoln um, Lincoln International is a middle market investment banking firm, and it basically caters to private equity firms. We help private equity firms buy companies, we sell companies for them, we help them with their financings of companies, whether it's for their to facilitate their acquisitions, refinancings, a dividend recap, and then we also value their companies or their portfolio holdings, um, all basically for private equity fund. Um, so I still have a lot of client action interaction. My favorite thing is pitching. I still love loving, love going out to a client and telling them why they should hire at Lincoln as opposed to some of our competitors. Um, many of our, particularly on the valuation side, we do a lot of board meetings. Um, the valuations are often quarterly and we go to quarterly board meetings and it's it's fascinating to interact with 
um, board members about just the economy, the world, as well as their individual portfolio holdings. So uh, that's the best part. The management responsibilities, not so much, but it comes with the territory. And when you think about the industry that you describe that you're in and looking at recent trends, what is something that students and everyone more generally should be paying attention to when you think about your specific industry? Um, well, it's interesting because people people really want to get into investment banking or consulting. It's probably one of the two more favored um, industries. They, quite frankly, they tend to be quite lucrative. Um, but both of them, and I'll speak more to investment banking than consulting, they're very demanding and they're very intense. And unless people have a passion for what they're doing, it doesn't really work. Um, investment banking uh, is often a feeder for private equity. And obviously investment banking takes many shapes and forms. You can go all the way from the big, uh, large bulge bracket firms to middle market, market firms like um, Lincoln, and they all have their own distinct personalities. Um, but I think that most people know that if they do start with one of those firms, they often have a um, a path that could lead to partnership, which can be quite lucrative. But it also is a very, very good training ground to get into other areas such as private equity, which is where many of them do want to go. I think that that's true. And I think that's also really important for our students to hear and to understand. So shifting a little bit. So you mentioned earlier that you love to pitch and you still love that aspect of the job. Whereas, you know, maybe you you prefer that, let's say, over the more managerial work uh, that you're involved in. So what kind of advice would you give to our students when thinking about they're going to be in positions where they love certain things and there are other things that they don't love as much and how to balance what they like about their jobs versus what they may dislike or not prefer to do as often and any advice you have for those types of situations. So, so the one thing that I, I've probably done maybe a little bit differently um, in pitching or doing these things is just trying is, is being more myself and not playing the role. Um, investment bankers, consultants, private equity, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to have this swagger and be a little bit aloof and, and <laughs> have a little bit of an attitude. And I never felt comfortable with that. And I built a practice um, based on being genuine and forthright and open and honest. I, I will tell you that there, there um, to this day, I will do a pitch and I'll be competing with um, Many of the firms that everybody recognized because they're in the newspaper, and I will say that um, you know I will I will give them the reasons that I I think that they should hire us, but I'll also get to the point where I'll say, I promise you, if you hire us, I will be responsible and I will not let you down. I will always be there twenty four seven if you need them. And bringing something on to a personal level. Um, in many cases, the other side of the table find it very disarming because I've, I've created a different relationship with that person than most other firms will have by keeping it all business and formal. And, 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 and the interesting thing, I'm sincere about that. Um, I don't do it all the time. I do it when I really think that we can be better than anybody else. I will be the first 
to say, this is not for us. I don't want to pitch or you should find somebody else if, um, if we don't have a meeting of the mind, so I don't feel comfortable. But when I do, um, I'm going to go all in and say, I'll, I'll, I'll give you 100%, not only of the firm, but of me, and I will be there for you. And I think that that's a differentiation. But it also shows to your students, I mean, you really, as I go back, you have to be passionate, you have to care, you have to be genuine, um, because very often people can see through it if you're not. But And if you're not and you're trying to fake it, it's not a career for you. I think that's a really great lesson. Um, so kind of stick, sticking with this same idea, you've mentioned a few times now about being passionate about things and what you do. And that's had kind of one of the ways that you'll find great success. What is something you recommend for students? And this is a bit abstract about how they should be finding that passion. And is it some people may think it's trial and error and others you might just be seeking out opportunities you think you're interested in, and maybe that changes over time. But can you speak a little bit about kind of how you approach that and how you found what you're passionate about? Um, having a son and a grandson, if I knew the exact magical clue to making sure they 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 were able to pick the right career the first time, I I would be <laughs> so famous right now. <laughs> um, a lot of it is a lot of it is is trial and error or luck or falling into it. I mean, I graduated with a degree in psychology. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do, and they gave me this started this accounting, and it was like this is the easiest thing I've ever done. I mean, most people think accounting is the most boring, obscure, ridiculously painful thing, and I was like, well, this is really easy, and I enjoy it. And then all of a sudden, you find a career path that you never thought was possible. Um, the flip side of that is if you do get into a career situation and it's not right, get out and don't be shy about getting out or feel that you failed if you have to get out. Um, our average analyst at Lincoln probably works over a long period of time, somewhere around 75 hours a week. I mean, there, there can be periods where it's 100 hours, uh, not for an extended period of time, but there might be a few weeks because you're working on a, on a transaction that has to close and it has to be done. And people that think that that 100-hour work week is fun, it's exhausting, but look what we've accomplished, look what we've done. Um, when they have that feeling, they, they'll, they'll happily do the 100 hours. Um, well, maybe not happily, but that, but they will do it knowing it's the right thing for the firm and for their own career development. Somebody who's agonizing over it, looking at their watch, um, don't do it because it's going to show through. You're not really going to be successful at it. And life's too short, so you might as well do something that you're having fun at. I love that. It's all about perspective, and I like that a lot. <laughs> so... Another thing that I think students think about when they're graduating, especially from grad school, higher education, and stepping into roles, like you just mentioned, where there is a really strenuous activity, especially in the first few years when they're getting into a job. How can you speak a little bit about work-life balance and kind of for, and you laugh because I know when you're working 75 hours, there's not much, but maybe how that shifts from when you first get in to a job versus kind of over later in your career? Um, this, if I, this is another very, very difficult question because obviously during most of my career, there was no such thing as work-life balance. Um, and today 
we try at Lincoln, we really do try. I mentioned 100 hour weeks and I, and I was serious, but I was somewhat facetious because if you do it a week, or if you do it in two weeks in a row, um, I, as one of the senior leaders, have to call and say, no, 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 no this is not going to happen. We're not trying to to um, to kill you. So um, we we recognize the need for work life balance. We're we're definitely respectful of that, but I think that that students also have to realize that particularly with consulting or investment banking, it's a surface business or accounting for that matter. These are surface businesses, and unfortunately, you have to do right by the client. And I'm not suggesting that it's all work and no balance to it. Um, but if you don't do it, there's a really good chance that somebody else is going to do it. And it goes back to, if you're really enjoying it, if you really have this passion for it, you are going to probably err on more work than life. It's not saying you don't, I, I grew up, I had I got been married for 37 years. I have kids, I have grandkids, um, I do vacations, um, but I also don't go off the grid for a week and say, well, I'm on vacation, I'm not gonna be able to respond to the calls because you just you just can't do that with clients. And like, as I said before, if you don't do it, there's a lot of competition in this world and somebody else will. And so there's no magic formula to it. Um, and some places are a little bit more receptive to more moderate work-life balances than than others. Um, so it's very important to find the firm um, that you feel comfortable with. Um, I, I probably, it's probably a good opportunity to talk about culture within a firm because it's one thing at, at Lincoln particularly, we spend an inordinate amount of time trying to create a collaborative, collegial, nurturing culture. Um, we take endless pains to train people and give them coaching. I mean, we have um, life coaches, we have speech coaches, we have mental health coaches. I mean, we provide our people with so much help to get them through. Um, some other firms don't feel that way. And so, um, you know, not finding, not finding a, making sure that you find a firm within even investment banking, so whatever, that matches your, your, your ideals of culture is, is extremely important because you may like investment banking, but you found a culture that they're not as collaborative or they're not as respectful, you're gonna be miserable. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to pick up and move to someplace else because finding people that you, work with that you like being worth is just as important as the work that's so important and I'm so glad you brought up culture you like took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so important to think about that because there are like you said there's so many there's a range it's a spectrum of different types of experiences and back to the passion piece you want to find that experience that will help you bolster that passion and help you find what you want to do and love it so I think that's those are really great points so next, spanning, you know, your career, um, obviously you have shifted from what you said, you shown the difference between coming out with a psych major to going into accounting to having this career in investment banking. So when you think over the span of your career and you can tell me one thing, you can tell me as many as you want, 
But what are some things that you are most proud of when you think back on your career? Um, the most that I've never done anything that I'm not not totally comfortable doing. And you talk about culture. Um, I hope that there is not has never been and not even now a person who works for me who doesn't feel that they can be completely honest, open, and and have um, the highest level of integrity. Um, these professions are often not known to have the highest level of integrity. I will admit um, it's a it's a it's a tough business, and so sometimes people try and you know skate a little bit. Um, I don't think I ever have in my career, and I might have lost opportunities for that, but I don't lose any sleep at night because I did something that. I don't feel comfortable with, um, and I think that's incredibly important. I think probably the other thing, um, if I look back, if you want something else that I'm proud of, of that I was been able to mentor and nurture um, people to to grow into leadership opportunities. Um, you know, they're kind of like your children and you take them under your wing and you see some that have potential that that are enthusiastic and has the have the capabilities to really make it and to push them along and prod them and help them and watch them grow is extremely gratifying so i would that's probably um that's probably the highlights looking those back. are great ones those are great ones so shifting gears once again kind of out from your career. So obviously we are the Jewish Graduate Student Initiative. So we like to ask all of our speakers, what does being Jewish mean to you? And that can be in career, in life, however you wanna answer that and however you feel it applies to you. Um, well, I will admit that I don't go to services very often. Um, my son does. <laughs> okay. my, son, my son is more, religious than I am, which I guess I'm proud that I was gave him that opportunity to do that. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't feel Jewish all the time. Um, my father was actually a Holocaust survivor. Um, you know, I grew up with a father who had a very thick accent. Interestingly, he would never talk about it. Never. Um, he passed away five years ago. Um, didn't want to talk about it. Not really too sure how he got here, but they did, fortunately, or else I wouldn't be here. Um, but all the time, I always feel Jewish. And um, I try and actually be philanthropic with the temple. It's interesting because somebody asked me, well, why do you give to a temple that you hardly go to? And and But the answer was really easy for me. It was because I wanted to be there for others to take advantage if that's what they want to do it's important that that temple is always there for me. And so I have tried to be somewhat philanthropic um, with it. So it's always a Jewish feeling, you know, same thing with the JUF to know that that this organization is is creating so many, um, doing so many good things for so many others. Um, it's that Jewish feeling that you carry with you all the time, which is even more than just going to temple, going to shul on, on Saturday. 
I appreciate that. And I think that's, that's great. And I think everyone feels differently about it, but right. that's a great, it's a great story. And I think it's, I love that. So I promised we would end with some fun. Not that this hasn't all been so fun, but we call this our rapid fire round. So we'll kind of not talk about career at all. And we ask that you answer in one to two words, nothing too hard. So our first question is, what is your favorite place either that you have or you hope to vacation? Um, I still love, love coming to New York. And, that's a new that, one. That's a new that, one. It's, but it's a magical city, and I love the energy. Um, after that, any Caribbean island. That's usually, that's more common. We get a beach a lot. Um, what is a book that has had the biggest impact on your life? Oh, wow. Um, God, I read a lot. I love all the John Irving stuff. I guess there was a there was a book that made me really get into into reading called Perfume by Patrick Suskin. It was I don't know if he ever wrote a second book, but the book just I found it mesmerizing, and um, it was very good literature, and it turned me into becoming a, a reader. It's a good one. Um, your favorite series that you've watched recently. Oh, definitely Succession. Oh, I'm, I'm still, I'm a few, I haven't finished, I'm not caught up yet, so no spoilers. Ne so. Neither, neither am I, I just <laughs> only started the fourth season. Um, but you gotta love Succession. <laughs> Especially if you're an investment banking, you have to love Succession. Um, what is your favorite Jewish food? Uh, potato pancakes one and then finally what is one word that you associate with being jewish love that one that's a new one we get a lot of those those are my, that's my favorite question well ron it was so nice having you on and we so appreciate everything that you had to say and your insight on industry and life and career so thank you really appreciate it